What does innovation sound like? It sounds like the luxury of being in the moment with your customer, client, or patient. It sounds like having the right information right when you need it. It sounds like being at your best for your customers and your business. Thanks to Highland's intelligent content solutions that improve digital processes, innovators everywhere are able to do their thing better, whatever that thing is. Now, who doesn't like the sound of that? Highland, for innovators everywhere, visit highland.com. Let's get ready to rumble! Innovation jam-packed show today. Peloton up 5%. What's up, Discipline Investor? We got Benzinga CEO Jason Rasnick here with us. The man, the myth, the legend, Tom Nash. Peter Schiff on the Power Hour with us live today. Interesting, different, unique, innovative companies. Mia, you are live with us on the Power Hour. What's up? Thank you so much for inviting me on. Jessica Billingley is the CEO of Aperna. The best trade idea resource out there. Boom. What's up, everybody? Happy Tuesday. Tuesday, Tuesday. We are making it. We are rocking and rolling through this week. Beautiful downtown Detroit, Michigan, hanging out here behind me. Nice, sunny Michigan summer day. Um, You are at the Power Hour. Welcome, everybody. This is our time to shine. This is our 60 minutes to make ourselves better traders, investors, and get the idea flowing the reason why we do the show every day, we, we do it for one reason, and that is to be the trade idea resource. That's what we're going for. That's why we're spending these 60 minutes together every single day. So I'm going to make the call to action. Everybody in the chat, drop in the tickers you're trading, things you're looking at, what what's going on. Tell us what's up. Um, because again, we, we want to get some idea flow going, all right? Um, on the docket for today, we are about to hop right into an interview. We, we bring you guys interviews with interesting companies. Oh, we got another mic coming in here too now. Okay. All right. But, but we're, we're about to pop right into an, to an, to an interview. I'll uh, be talking to Chag. After that, I have a list of four stocks so far. Okay. Okay. All right. Well, well this is, you know, we're, we're figuring it out. There we go. Is that better? No more mic cracking. All right, so we're switching the mics. Okay. All right. Um, so 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 we're 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 about to hop it, hop into an interview with, with, with Chegg in a second here. I've got four tickers that I want to talk about on the radar already. Uh, you know, we're we're gonna talk about Tiger that reported earnings this morning. We're gonna talk about AMC ripping and roaring today. Um, and then of course we are continuing our options theme of the week. And, and we're gonna be doing some some live options trading later on in the show. So stay tuned. Smash the like button and let's get rocking and rolling. Without further ado, I'm going to bring our very first special guest on here. All right. Great music, man. That was Thanks. awesome. <laughs> Thank you, Andy. I appreciate it, guys. Andy Andy Brown, he is the CFO of Chag, ticker CHGG. Um, welcome to the Power Hour, and I'm glad you enjoyed our intro music. Love it, man. Awesome, awesome. Um, and 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 I guess before we hop into it, uh, could you just tell us a little bit about the company for for anybody who, who out there who isn't aware? Yeah, well, I'll be surprised if most people are not aware about Chegg uh, at this at this point. But uh, but in in real simple terms, we have become over the last call it ten years, and particularly the last five years, really a powerhouse in education. Um, we have forty million students across the globe uh, that access our platform uh, on an annual basis. Last year, we had almost 7 million pay for a service on Chegg. 
Um, and you know, in very simple terms, we we just provide students help when they need to understand their subject matter um, and and things like that. Um, uh, we have uh, really four main subscriptions at the company. Uh, won't go into those in detail, uh, but but nonetheless, we uh, we started out primarily in the U.S. Um, and over the last couple of years, we've expanded very aggressively globally. Um, and uh, you know, we expect that we will have at least a million subscribers outside the U.S. this year, which is really down from almost zero just two years ago. So um, that's who we are. Okay. All right, and and, and I, I want to hop in, you know, right away. Let, let, let's talk about the COVID item. Uh, I, I imagine that it's something that a lot of our listeners are, are thinking about. Um, you know, COVID happens, uh, classrooms go virtual. Uh, I mean, you guys put up some incredible numbers in the year 2020. I was looking at a chart a little bit earlier uh, that, that showed the, the subscriber count growth on a year-over-year basis, 19 versus 20. Um, can, can you talk about the impact that COVID had on the business? Uh, and then now that we're sort of move, starting to move out of this this COVID world, um, expectations you expect sort of the, the the real normal world to have? Yeah, well, truth be told, we don't know what the new real normal is, right? Because I don't think what we called normal 18 months ago is going to be the new normal. Let's just be clear. We don't know yet as far as what that real uh, that new normal looks like. But, but the net net of this is there were a lot of things happening at CHEG pre-COVID. Um, and so there's really, uh, you know, two or three things, COVID being one of them that were, uh, we call it lapping, right? Well, lapping co the COVID impact or whatever that may be. Uh, but the other part is we were lapping our getting into our international markets. Uh, and we're also lapping a very, very significant thing where we started um, clamping down on what we called account sharing, right? So we had a lot of account sharing in 2019 and before. Uh, and so we're lapping all of those. Um, but the net net of this is when you think about what COVID did for the education industry as a whole, I mean, I think that's probably the bigger issue here. And is it really what it did was accelerate the inevitable, right? It was, it was inevitable that more and more educational services were going to go online and be on demand. Um, and because that's what students expect with everything else they do, right? Whether it's videos, whether it's e-commerce, whatever it may be, on demand 24 by 7. And that trend just got accelerated as a, as a result of COVID. And clearly, um, us and others uh, that are that are primarily or exclusively, in our case, online, um, you know, benefited. Okay. And and so 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 you're talking about this trend, this this sort of the the accelerating of of you know what was coming, and we see that in our world, right? In the the individual investor world, right? COVID yeah. got a lot of people interested. We we knew it was coming, but it sort of kickstarted it. Um, and and something that's on our minds a lot are are uh, you know is competition. You know we we you know are are finding new market entrants. Um, you know we're we're, we're battling off uh, who's already out there. You you guys have you know quite a moat for your business. Can you talk a little bit about that moat? Yeah. So what we have done over the last ten years, and I you know I I think uh, it's it's that you talk about a moat. What we have done over the last ten years really has developed this. Um, what we call a direct-to-student philosophy regarding education. And that's something when you look across the educational industry, whether it be traditional education or whether it be ed tech, uh, we're, you know, we're one of the few that decided to go direct to the student, where most of, most of uh, educational companies actually go through the, the, the institution. The second thing that we have done is we've created a huge database of questions, almost 60 million, it's 59 million let me, um, questions that we've developed. And we've developed a network of hundreds of that, 100,000 or more independent experts that help us answer those questions. So 
Um, so we've, we've created this huge moat with respect to data and the ability to get incremental content onto our platform. And then the third thing, which I think a lot of people you know, don't necessarily appreciate, is that we've got created a huge brand. Uh, it's gotten to a point in the uh, with our brand where you, you see lots of Instagram posts or Facebook posts where people say, we checked it, right? When you become the verb, uh, that's huge. Uh, and so there's, a, there's this huge mode. And when we look at our you know, potential competition, we don't see a lot of other major competitors out there. Most, like, most of the people in the education uh, industry, like I said, have decided to go through the institution. And what we've decided is to go direct to the student, the, the, the person that can benefit the most. Okay, got it. And, and you know, the, with the brand being so popular, you know, if, if you ever need bodyguard services, let me know. That's like my side hustle, you know, I'll, you know I'll escort you to the car, make sure, you know, the paparazzi saying, you know, no, that, that's awesome. I, I love that, that verb analogy, you know, it's like, it's like Googling something. Well, it's really crazy. And I don't have my check shirt on today, but I often go out with a check shirt on or something like that. There is almost every time I go into a Starbucks or somewhere, they go, Oh, you work for Chegg or do you know Chegg? I mean, it, it, it's that, it's that pervasive with uh, with uh, with younger people and students. Okay, that's awesome. Um, you, you, you talked about a, a little bit of international at the beginning. Uh, I want to expand on that. Like like you said, a couple of years ago, pretty pretty much all of your paying customers were in the U.S. Uh, now you're 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 getting up towards a, a million outside of the U.S. Um, you know, can you talk about what some of those geographies are? Uh, you know, how those geographies differ. You know, is there a lot that you can carry over from the U.S. business there, or is it sort of like you have to build a new ecosystem internationally? Uh, any insight into that international expansion is helpful. Yeah, so so there's a couple of things there. First thing is that, truth be told, the acceleration of the international business surprised us, at least at the rate of acceleration that we saw uh, last year as students across the globe went off campus. Um, the second thing to your point is there any leverage Right. And, and the thing is, in our model, there's a ton of leverage going outside the, the U.S. Because when you think about it, STEM is STEM, whether or not you're in the U.S., Canada, Turkey, you know, UAE, whatever it may be. And so those tens of millions of pieces of content that we already have on our platform that we're serving U.S. based students can serve students outside the U.S., and what people don't realize is that while we, when we initially started our international endeavor, we, we talked about serving the prime, at least in the beginning, those English speaking countries, right? Canada, UK, Australia. But there are many, many other countries where while English is not their native language, English learning is a big part of learning. And so one of the, th what we've expanded our expectations is more into the you know, 10 to 15 countries. And we ultimately have about 180 countries that, that 180 countries where students are accessing our platform. But the key focus is those 10 to 15, where there's a significant portion of, of um, uh, uh, you know, English learners. I mean, one of the things that, you know, just stunned me was just how many subscribe. We have tens of thousands of subscribers in Turkey, for example. I mean, who would have thought that? So we've become a a, a, a significant resource and, and uh, for students outside the U.S. Awesome. And, and I want to shift gears a little bit over to the numbers. Um, I mean, you you guys have, you know, a, a very high margin business. It's, it's just a we fact. Do. We see it flow through the numbers. Um, you know, can, can you talk a little bit about, you know, what incre incremental costs go into bringing on a, a new student or a new customer? Um, you know, as revenue continues to build, should, should we expect that we'll see EBITDA margin continue to expand? 
but but insight that you have into those numbers would be great. Well, the, to answer that last question, the answer is yes. Right. Uh, we do expect in, uh, EBITDA margins to continue to expand. They expanded 200 bits last year. We're at least at our guidance level. We're expanding another 300 bits this year. And the beauty of our model is this, and it's, it's really twofold. One is the student acquisition, all, over 85% of our new acquisitions come through unpaid sources. In other words, like SEO or word of mouth or brand. Right. So we're not out there spending gobs of money on market with that incremental customer. And that's that is and that's not just in the U.S., but that's also globally. Um, and the second thing is uh, what I talked about earlier, and particularly as you think about expanding beyond the U.S., is that con those tens of millions of pieces of content are usable outside the U.S. And so it's not like we have to create a lot of unique content outside the U.S. It's leverageable. And as a result, what you see is our, you know, increased, as, as you've mentioned, our increased uh, EBITDA margins. And we, ex we anticipate that we'll continue to see increased uh, EBITDA margins for the foreseeable future. Okay. And, and, and can you take us through so, some of those numbers, the, uh, the, the, the 20 results and the, and the 21 guidance? Yeah, so we, you know, so so if you if you just think about the last quarter, we saw sixty two percent revenue growth. Uh, were when uh, when you look at the full year, uh, our guidance is at least at the top end of the range, approximately eight hundred million. Um, when you look at our EBITDA, which is re really interesting, I'm, I, I pointed this out to uh, to uh, to our employees at an all hands meeting last Wednesday, and that is our 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 EBITDA for um, for this past quarter. Uh, the 70, you know, it was was more than what we had for all of 20 uh, for for all of 2017. So, to your point earlier, that the the uh, you know there's a lot of leverage in our model. Uh, we anticipate continued leverage as we we go through the the, the next several years. Okay, uh, and and then let let me ask you this one. It's it's a two parter. It's one that I always like to ask. <laughs> Uh, you know, what, what's the biggest challenge or the biggest obstacle for, for you all to overcome right now? And then what is the, if you had to name just one item that you're most excited about, what, what would that be? Yeah. So, so the, the, you know, it's interesting. One of the things that I like about where we are as a company today is we control our own destiny. Uh, we, I couldn't have said that maybe five years ago. And so the thing that I am always and, and aware why of is that, can, can, what, what changed between well, now and we, five years you know, ago? when you think about where we were five years ago, we, we hadn't gotten to scale in our subscription businesses. We're at scale now. Uh, we were, we were just barely profitable. We're now very much profitable. Right. And so there's a lot of things that we can do now. And if you take a look at our balance sheet, you know, five years ago, we had about $60 million on our balance sheet. Today, we have $2.6 There's a big difference when you've got $2.6 and less than $100 million. So, you know, we do control our own destiny. But, but with that, there becomes a responsibility in my mind. And that is we can't get complacent. Um, and I'm, that's the thing that I'm always looking at. Are we getting complacent? We need to be as hungry and as disciplined as we were five years ago when we, when, when we weren't the check we are today. And the second th the thing that I focus on is, well, focus on is focus, right? So it's really easy um, not to be focused uh, during a time where you've gotten some financial success. And so it's important that we continue to be focused on our mission, and that is being student first. What am I excited about the most? Well, there's a lot of things I'm excited about, about Chegg. I mean, obviously, we, we control our own destiny, but uh, it, you know, in, in the short term, there's really two growth levels that I, I, I'm excited, and not in the short term, but in the longer term, the, the growth levels. One being international, we already talked about that. And the second thing is our entry into skills. We believe skills could be a, a very large a growth opportunity for us long term. Uh, so when you add international, when you add skills and you add the continuing growth that we see in the U.S. academic space, it's pretty exciting time for Jake. 
And when you say skills, is that something like a like a how to use Excel versus like something that's tied to a specific course, or, or what exactly does that mean? Well, it could be. So it's skills based learning. We we made a very small acquisition about a year and a half ago, uh, and it's very, so it's very small today. But it could be anything from how to how to master Excel, or it could be anything how to master um, you know cloud based computing and how do you handle cloud based computing. But we do believe skills is a is a big part of the uh, the learning future. Uh, and that's a, an area where we are making investments and you would expect to see us to, to continue to make investments over the next several years. Excellent. Awesome. Andy, I- anything else that, that we haven't already touched on that, that you want to make sure we get to? No, I think you've, you've nailed it, Luke. I appreciate the time. Uh, it's an exciting time for Chegg and our shareholders. And um, yeah, it's great. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and I'll throw this up here too. We're looking back several years at the stock chart. Beautiful chart. Uh, so, so Andy, c- congratulations on all the success you guys have had, and you know we're looking forward to staying in touch. Thanks, Luke. Take care. All right, take care. Boom. All right. H- how about that one, guys? D- definitely an interesting company. Uh, and and you know, I, I you know, Andy made the comment that you know who who hasn't heard of Chegg right now. I, I bet that there's a good number of people in our audience, right, who maybe you don't have kids, or you you've been out of education for a while. Um, who, who might not know this space. I mean, EdTech, I think, is a super interesting space, super interesting company. This is the Power Hour. We do make the promise we are going to bring interesting companies on for you guys. So there we go. First air horn of the day. Oh, uh, but it doesn't work. Oh, I got a word to try it again. There we go. All right. So so, so, so there we have it, guys. Um, we, 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 if you're just joining us, let me give you a rundown of what we have to come. We just talked to Andy Brown, CFO of Chegg, ticker CHGG. Up next on our radar, we have a handful of stocks to talk to. Uh, I've got four on my list right now that we're going to rattle down. Um, if you have other tickers that, that you want us to talk about, drop, drop them in the chat. We will have some time today. Uh, second half of our show, we're going to be transitioning over to options. Uh, we're, we're going to be talking about, uh, you know, selling options. Yesterday we just sort of did our 101. So, so we're going to do like a, like an options 101 recap, which is like the basic call buying, the basic put buying. We're then going to move over to selling options and, and get, get some of that conversation going. We're going to do some live trades around selling options. So boom, the, the, there are the moves. That, that's what we've got cooking. And so without further ado, I'm going to start hammering down my list. And, and again, guys, if you have tickers that you want us to look at, throw them on your list. And of course, smash the like button, share the stream, uh, et cetera, because we're making everybody a little bit of money today. So let's let's uh, get the screen share going here. Boom. All right. Check it out. Live portfolio, live brokerage account, the one that we look at every single day on this show. Um, you know, the actual stocks that we are buying and trading. Uh, let's, oh, we got to do some refreshing here. The, the, the stock that I want to talk about first. Oh man, we're having some data issues. Look at all those blanks. All right. I'm going to try to get this thing refreshed, but, but, but the stock that I want to talk about first, well, I'm doing this quick little refresh here is tiger brokers. Um, anybody who's been a listener of the show for a while knows that we have a thesis on the online brokerages. I always say to compete in spaces where you have a competitive advantage. If you have an information advantage on something, 
I mean, nobody's going to beat you. That's all the markets are, right? It's it's all information. If you have that information advantage, you're going to win. Uh, and and so we we built a thesis on the online brokerage stocks. There, there's a handful of them. You have IG Group. You have Interactive Brokers. You have Charles Schwab. And then the one that I want to talk about today specifically, Tiger Brokers. Um, damn, we're not going to get our Interactive Brokers to load today. That's just a bummer. Okay. All right, we'll pull up the chart on our trusty Benzinga Pro because we never have issues there. Uh, but a stock that we added to the live brokerage account, and then we talked about it on the show last week. We tweeted about this weekend, etc. Boom. Uh, t- ticker TIGR up FinTech Holdings, Tango India Golf Romeo up 14.4% today after the company reported Q1 results. Let's go and take, take a zone in on these numbers. Check this out. Monstrous numbers. I don't know if producer AB is backstage right now and can hear this or not. But, but I mean, these numbers are monstrous. We, we, you, you had revenue of $81 million versus a $41 million estimate. All right. That, that, that is some, some serious numbers. And that's why we own the stock in the live account. I mean, I can't believe that the stock's only up 14% after they literally just put up $81 million of sales versus, versus a $40 million sales estimate. Um, and so, so let, let's, let's talk about the, the brokerage space as a whole. Because I own the whole basket of brokerage stocks. I, I think that I own all of the public brokerage stocks. I think this speaks volumes to the performance that we're go- that we are going to see out of those stocks. Uh, if you're not familiar with Tiger, again, it's ticker T I G R. They are basically the Robin Hood challenger. I guess they're not really a Robin Hood challenger. They're Robin Hood of China, right? It's like the, the mobile first, commission free trading uh, company out of China. Um, and, and again, we, we like this one because we can see from our traffic on Benzinga.com that stock market interest is still at an all-time high. People are loving the markets. They're making trades. They're, they're opening accounts. Um, and, and that's why we, we wanted to hold this one into earnings. We, we did. It went well for us. So if you guys were in Tiger, round of applause. Give, give, give yourself a round of applause on that one. Um, so, all right. That, that's first one on our list. Let's talk about how we're going to be, be playing the stock now. Uh, like, like I mentioned, we got this nice 14% pop after the, the, the earnings results this morning. Uh, we're we're going to be watching price action at this point. There is still another catalyst to come on this stock. And that catalyst is the Robinhood IPO. If we zoom way out, and I'm going to show you now a, a one-year chart on Tiger. Um, so, all right. So here's the one-year chart of the stock. You see the stock went from 8 bucks all the way up to 38 bucks. Now we're hanging out around 20. It was one of those stocks that that, that got sort of viral. It got a ton of momentum on it. The, the stock got rocking. Um, the Robinhood IPO could have the same sort of an impact on the stock. If Robinhood's IPO, which we're expecting to happen next month, is 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 positive, there's energy behind it. Um, I would imagine that that Tiger will get a lift there. That said, we're, we're, we we have a good trade right now. We don't want to blow up because we're waiting on something that's going to happen a month from now. We can always get back into the stock if we need to. Uh, so, so we have these bottoms pretty clearly established right around 19 bucks today. Uh, so I am going to set up some limit sells right below 19, or I'm sorry, some stops right below 19. Um, you know, if, if we hold the 19 and the stock keeps ticking higher, great. We'll continue to raise those stops up and up and up and try to get as much juice out of this trade as we can. Um, if, uh, uh, if we, 
uh, break through that 19 level. That's fine. We'll hop out as we get closer to the Robinhood IPO. Like that week of is when I would expect there would be some energy and get get some fire back into the stock. That then we'll take another look at it again. So so again, congratulations to everybody who traded this this tiger with us and have traded the brokerages in general with us. They've been good trades. Um, I'm watching that 19 level. We hold it. We'll keep going. If not, uh, we'll we'll bomb out. And producer AB, are, are you out there in the ethos with us? Nope, we don't have him yet. Oh, I'm there here. we go. I'm here. I heard All you right. talking about how monstrous the numbers are. Those are some big numbers, dude. 80 million versus 40. So so let me ask you this. Brokerage space in general, do, do, do you have any opinions on it? I still love it. I'm still holding all these stocks because here's the God. There's so many things going for the brokerage space right now for these stocks. Let's say interest rates go up. What are all these brokerages are basically banks. You're Charles Schwab's. It's going to act like a bank. If interest rates goes up, go. If interest rates go up, Charles Schwab is going to make more money. The stock price is going to go up. So I'm still keen as hell on these. I'm really curious about kind of like the sentiment of people like younger people around my age with Robin Hood. Because obviously, with the with the whole during the GameStop thing, Robin Hood lost a lot of faith among young among, among younger people. But now I feel like it's starting to come back, and a lot of people are, are going back to Robin Hood. So I think just watching that IPO will be interesting, and maybe give us a a look into what's going on in the overall brokerage space. Yep. And and Tony out there in the in Zinger Nation, he's he's asking about interactive brokers. How often does it go down? I just had an interactive brokers data problem. Um, the 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 trade like look at see this. Like I, all these stocks that I own, I get no quotes on them. I mean, at the at the end of the day, with them, it's like once who interactive brokers was like the OG no commission trades, right? Correct. And now, once that becomes you know commonplace, and everyone's got to do it, and that's why I feel like what's going to happen is like as as the brokerages make developments, they're all just going to adopt them, and they're all going to be kind of similar. It's just going to be about which has the friendliest user interface for people to go to and use, and and and. That honestly is what I think it comes down to. Yep. Yeah. And 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 in interactive brokers, I, I never have any issues with trade execution, right? I mean, even on some of those crazy days where you get a lot of the brokerages that are crashing, there's a ton of volatility, a ton of volume. I never have that issue with interactive brokers, but I do get the data issues like crazy. And it could just be because I use the browser experience, it's easier for the show than than using the the the, the desktop download. Um, but I don't know. I like it. I, I'm a fan. Uh, but all right, let's keep, keep clipping to the next stock, similar space coin, Coinbase up again today. Uh, producer AB, I have to make a confession. Did you sell your Coinbase? <laughs> I, I made I'm $1 in the green. I sold half the position. Half of it? I sold half the position. Oh my God. $1 into the green. We're basically flat on the trade. Uh, we, we, I, I dumped it. <laughs> Um, th- that crypto rebound was just like a little bit too fast for me. So my question right? to you, so, my so, question to so, you, Luke, is yeah. is that because you is it more about the stock or is it more just about your overall sentiment of the crypto markets right now? Well, okay, I I bought a lot of shares of Coinbase, about a hundred shares, and for on a two hundred and thirty six dollars stock, it's a fairly large position, right? So 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 I still have a, a pretty decent allocation to this one. Um, and you know that I, I mean, you, we can look at the live portfolio even without quotes, right? You can see I own a lot of stocks, right? So, so for me to have that many shares of Coinbase means I was pretty overweight Coinbase. Um, and, and because the, the crypto market is as shaky as it is, I, I basically brought it in line with, with where the rest of my positions are. 
So, 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 so that was the move there. I still think the stock is cheap. Uh, the, the news today giving us that nice 5% pop in Coinbase is uh, JP Morgan is out with an overweight rating on the stock and a $371 price target. Uh, yeah, my hands are just made of paper a little bit, a little bit. Um, but, but, but all right, this is something we talked about yesterday. All right, we're, we're like a little bit prophetic on this show, Aaron Bree. Uh, we, we said yesterday, we said that there are two analyst firms that when they put out ratings on a stock, they cause the stock to move. The first one we got on Coinbase yesterday. I'm going to my trusty Benzinga.com. Um, what was the one that is, we said yesterday? Goldman Sachs. Said Goldman Sachs. The other one that still causes price movement is which one? The one we got today, JP Morgan. JP Morgan out. So Goldman Sachs yesterday with the buy. JP Morgan today with an overweight rating. Uh, Goldman Sachs, $306 price target. JP Morgan, $371 price target. That's 56.5% upside that JP Morgan has in the stock. The so other I, thing we I said know. yesterday is when these other firms come out, it doesn't matter. It does not manipulate the share price. Look at this. Mizuho is coming out. They lowered their price target on the stock. The market doesn't care. They're trading it up on that JP Morgan upgrade or, or in that JP Morgan initiation. Right. I know we've done it before, but maybe we can just do a quick rundown of what the different analyst ratings mean. Maybe for someone who's newer to investing, doesn't know what an overweight target means. Okay. All right. So, so let's talk about this for a second then. Uh, so, so analyst ratings. So what, what, what are they? Uh, the, the, these are firms whose job it is to give recommendations on stocks, right? They're like wall street firms that come out and they say, this stock's a buy, this stock's a sell, et cetera. You know, it's, it's like old school wall street. Um, let, let's walk through the, 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 the JP Morgan, Goldman Sachs and Mizuho ratings, uh, on Coinbase recently. So, so Goldman Sachs, we'll start, start on the right and work our way over. They say, buy, they have a buy rating on the stock. That means they recommend you go buy it. Uh, their price target, so they, they said $306. They expect within the next 12 months, the stock is going to get to $306. And that is 30% upside from where the stock is trading right now. Uh, JP Morgan, they don't use the word buy. They make it a little bit more complicated for us. They, they, they use the word uh, overweight, which, which is, is a similar meaning as buy. Um, but it's a different terminology. Basically, it means in your portfolio, we recommend that you overweight your position of Coinbase, right? So if you hold 10 stocks, instead of them all having a 10% allocation, we recommend that you overweight that Coinbase uh, holding. And maybe it's a 15% allocation that you give to Coinbase in your portfolio. Um, so so they, that's what their overweight rating means. Uh, they put out a $371 price target, and that's 56.5% upside from where the stock is trading at right now. We'll look at this last one, Mizuho. This is a bank out of Japan, I believe. Uh, they came out with their neutral rating. Neutral means we don't have an opinion on the stock. But within the next 12 months, we expect it to trade within a 10% range of where the stock is at now. How's that, Producer AB? Pretty good. I, you know, I think for anyone that's newer to investing, now they understand what overweight means. You got to weight it in your portfolio a little bit more. Um, All right. I'm, cur- I'm curious, too. What, what about the... Do they disclose like which banks have holdings and stocks when they put out the analyst ratings? Yeah. Yep, they do. They do. And like, I don't know. There's a lot of people who say like they're trying to manipulate share prices, yada, yada. They could be. I don't know. I don't I don't read too far. I just know it's very like some people. Some I look investors... at it from the trading perspective, which is that Goldman Sachs and JP Morgan matter from a trading perspective. Nobody else matters. I ignore them. How's that? Right. I like that. Yeah. And so, some investors really like, you know, the analyst ratings don't mean a lot for them. I don't know. I'm thinking about it like on my Robinhood portfolio. If I'm looking at a stock, it'll say like 
100% buy rating from eight different analysts or whatever. And when you see that, when you see 100% buy, it's like, well, shoot, they're all buying. You know, it makes you want to buy the stock. So, yep, exactly. So, all right, a quick, quick recap Tiger ticker T I G R. That's the stock that we're in. We're still in $19 is our line in the sand there. Dips below 19. We are bombing out. We're taking our money and running. Uh, if, if, if the, the share price continues to rally, we will stay in Tiger and just keep raising our stops up. Uh, Coinbase, uh, I, I dumped half the position on the 5% stop in it today. Still have a, have a nice full allocation in it. Some, some chatter on Coinbase out of the chat. Um, yeah, that, that the firm's front runs the trades. Um, you know, Goldman Sachs is, is saying that Bitcoin is now considered an investable asset. It's coming from Tony from Toledo and Bill Big D citing that Kathy, Kathy Wood, ARC funds has been buying Coinbase the whole damn way down. Dude, I think, yeah. See, I like that because for my position, but she looks at it as a growth opportunity. I look at Coinbase, I'm literally thinking about Coinbase as a value stock. I mean, the multiples are so unbelievably low that I look at it as a value stock. She's looking at it as a growth company. Um, so, so you sort of have both things there. Yeah, we did the uh, the PE yesterday, and we we determined it was below S and P average, correct? Yeah, the 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 PE ratio on Coinbase now is about nineteen times. So so price to earnings ratio. It's what we use to to sort of measure companies. How much are we paying for earnings? Nineteen times S and P five hundred average forty four times. And I mean, it's freaking Coinbase that we're talking about, okay? Uh... All right, guys, on your YouTube, I guarantee there's a thumb. It's gonna look like this. Okay, press that button, share the stream. The more people we get in here, the more ideas we get going, the more zingers we have in here. Look at it, it might it looks great for you, probably. Hit it, share it, put it out on your Twitter. Let, let's let's keep rolling. Yeah, we got um, the best, we got the best trade ideas. Like, like you said, we're a little bit, um, you know, prof- prophetic was the word here, that we, I used. It's a good word, yeah, it is a good word. Thanks. Hey, wait, Luke, I'll, All right, now we got TV. a nice five and a half percent on Coinbase. Keep going, baby. I was All gonna right. say while we were talking about PE, I found a value stock yesterday that has a super low PE, and I'm not like a guy that just trades on PE, but I saw this and was like, that that could be interesting. So I'd be curious you to talk see. about it. Well, I'd I be curious about to, to do see. AMC. But we can do yours. Well, I would, I, I would I just wanted to get your quick like 60 second value uh, like breakdown of the financials since you're really good at that. Um, so the ticker is e- ET Energy Transfer. All right. That's Chart a $10 somebody. stock. Let's start off with earnings. Let's look at earnings. All right. So so we have EPS. All right. I think here's why. All right. We're going to do this. All right. So so if we calculate PE using this most recent earnings number of $1.21, right, times four quarters, to so make $1.21 a quarter, four quarters, there's there's basically five bucks, um, $10 share price. That's that's two x PE, so PE ratio of two. But this this dollar and twenty one cents really looks like an anomaly to me. Uh, look, look look at this previous four quarters. If we sum these previous four quarters, 0.13 plus 0.19 plus 0.28 plus 0.2, then then you've got eighty cents uh, annual earnings. So 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 if you have ten dollars divided by 0.8, let's see what kind of a PE that gives us. It's still not. Uh, high 12 and a half there um so so i mean yeah that's still cheap i don't know dude something's wonky with these financials look look, look at these look at this revenue 17 billion 93 million 10 billion 100 million 10 billion 
56 million, 7 billion. Like there's more thing to do. There's an every, every other quarter. So, you know, maybe, maybe you sell it the quarter, they're going to report less than 100 mil and then buy it when they're going to report 10 mil. I don't know. Something <laughs> is screwy there. That, that's we'll what we got to look at. Yeah, we'll, we'll, um, have to get, we'll have to do some uh, research into this stock and look at it. I, we, oh, we got Yogi Bull in the chat. I don't know if he's a bull on ET, but he said like yes. Looks like Andre is an ET bull as well. All right, let's throw this one out to Zinger Nation. Let, let, let's throw this one out here, and then let's do our chat challenge. How's that, Producer AB? Uh, the question I'm going to throw it. out is for, for the three tickers we just talked to, we have Tiger Brokers, Robinhood of China. We have Coinbase, just freaking Coinbase. And then we have ticker ET Energy Transfer. If you have to pick one of these three stocks, you have to pick that you like one of those three. If you don't have an opinion on any, I don't care. Pick anyways. Uh, but drop into the chat the ticker that you think is most interesting. I want to see where Zinger Nation is at with this one. There's three very, very different ones. We have Coinbase, we have a Chinese brokerage, and we have, we have an energy company. I was going to say, I don't know if you can get more differentiated between the three stocks we're doing. Yeah, if we're playing Jim Cramer's Am I Diversified, the answer is yes. <laughs> that's the answer. And, and solar up is thrown in stem so let's make sure we get to that one guys if you are just joining us up on our radar today um uh, i i still want to talk about amc we're going to talk about stem i have a stock trade that i am in and i'm going to get deeper into before earnings tomorrow so, so we're going to talk through that one why am i making this trade into an earnings report um we, we're, and then we are going to move over to options. We're going to do like options 102 lesson about selling options. All right. And we're going to make some live options trades on those sh- on the show. Let's so, go. Boom. How's that? That's my favorite live options trade. All right. But should I'm we, seeing should a go? lot of, I'm seeing a lot of ETs in the chat, actually. ET phone home. There's some tigers in there too. Nobody likes Coinbase. Nobody. Job as um, happy Muhammad does. I'll be like, like Coinbase. All right, producer AB, the spreadsheet is up. Why don't you tell people for the first time? Why don't you tell people what the Zinger Nation chat challenge is? I just, I, I just sent you the, the chat challenge. I just made a new one. Okay. <laughs> so, tell us what we're doing. So for this week's chat challenge, we've got some volatile crypto markets. What we're going to do, we've, do, we've done in the past, guess the price of Bitcoin. We're going to switch it up a little bit. We are going to guess the price of Ethereum. So at Friday at 12 p.m. Eastern, when we start this show on Friday, that's the, that's the number we're going for. What you're, so you're going to guess what you think it's going to be at at noon on Friday. And whoever's the closest, you know, it could be 3,500, could be 1,500. Who knows with Ethereum right now? It's I think it's about twenty four hundred right now, maybe. All right, last um, price oh. check. We're at twenty five seventy eight point sixty nine. Your favorite number, producer AB. Um, all right. So so column A, you're dropping in your name. Column B, you're guessing what is the price of Ethereum going to be at this time exactly on Friday? Um, and what are we competing for this week, producer AB? We will do. Let's do. Let's keep it on uh, on topic. Let's do a little a little bit of Ethereum. Maybe you get fifty bucks worth of Ethereum. All right, I think that'll do it. So all right, so we're battling it out. We're trying to figure out who in Zinger Nation is the smartest. Link is in the chat in the YouTube chat. 
hit the like button, share the stream, rally the troops, post it on Twitter. Uh, we are we are going for we're trying to guess the price of Ethereum. Put your name in column A. Put your price guess again. Last check, we're at twenty five seventy eight. Uh, you know, I'll say column C through through H. You go ahead, write any message you want on those columns. I mean, we have the screen up here for for a reason. All right, access denied. Already saying, don't worry, <laughs> don't worry. I'm on it. We can, we can fix this. This is fixable. All right, there we go. Boom, access available. I'm pasting the link in again. Okay, it's just me now. What up, y'all? Welcome to Power Hour. Oh, okay. Tony, try the link again. It should be working now. Let me get my screen shared real quick. Why? No, I want to share mine. Oh, well, you were gone. It was... And I highly encourage use of columns C and D, uh, you know, for, for the messages. You've got mail. Dude, that's a great one. You've got mail. Yes. Hey, hey, producer uh, Rohan, can we play the Benzinga Pro commercial? Yep. We we it, it's already in the we played it at the event. All right, guys, thirty seconds on the clock. Thirty seconds. Nope. The sound is twenty seconds left. Twenty seconds on the clock. All right. Names in column A. Column B is your price guess. $50 of Ethereum. That is what is on the table. Don't write over your fellow zingers. Down to our final 10 seconds. Get it in there. Here comes the money. Here we go. Money talk. Here comes the money. Money, money, money. <laughs> Boom. All right. There it is, producer AB. And give me your read. What, 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 what's your, what's your price guess? So I'm looking, it looks like we got a lot of people that think it's actually going to drop. I like, um, I'm going to go with 3,122 dollars and 43 cents. All right. Let's see. Let's see where everybody's at. 2579. That's our current price. Let's run that down. Let's get these changes in here. So you have the current the price on Friday minus the current price divided by the current price. Yeah, let's see who's bearish, who's bullish. Yeah, let's find some outliers in this SOB. Oh, Matt right. Jones think it's dropping all the way down to 1500 We need to convert these over to percents. Let's do that. Percentages, boom. All right, 62%. Minus 6 no, everybody's pretty bullish. We got some bulls in here. Okay. Andre's the low of the group, coming at 1801. I like how we have some very specific guesses too, going all the way out to, to both decimals. Tony from Toledo coming in with that precision. That's how you win, right, guys. We're, we're closing the sheet. Lock in your guesses, uh, and, and we will see. We, again, we will be revisiting this every single day. So make sure that you hit subscribe, turn on the alerts, and you're competing for that $50 of, of Ethereum, all right? Hey, Luke, I got that. I got that video. You had the video? All right. Yes, sir. Do you guys want to see the greatest video that I've ever been a part of? 
If if you do want to see the greatest video that I've ever been a part of, it's it's a hundred seconds long. Put the one in the chat. If that's not interesting, put the two, and we won't play it. All right. We'll 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 crowdsource this one too. We crowdsource everything on this show. It's just what we do. All right. Um. Okay, we're we're, we're getting the, the first couple ones coming in here. Producer AB. I think let's just go ahead and play it. You think we should just go ahead and play it? Yeah. All right. All right. Sounds good. Oh, whoops. That's the greatest thing that I've ever been a part of, Producer AB. I know. I'm sad I didn't get to be a part of it. You like that? I guess I just got to Detroit a little too late for that. (laughs) That's right. Benzinga Pro, $9.97. Coupon code 30 days. I'll put the links in the chat. If you still haven't tried Benzinga Pro, the tool that we use literally every single day on this show that has less issues than my freaking brokerage, go try that out. You, you, you will. I will promise you, you, you will never have a dearth of information. You, you are always going to know what is causing your stock to move. That's what we deliver on with Benzinga Pro. All right, that, 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 that's the deal there. Um, but all right, producer AB, you, you want to get back to running down some tickers? Well, I thought I, I want to get into our live option trades. You want to get into our live options trades? Yeah. All right. Let, let, let's 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 get into some live options trades. Um. We're going to do selling options today. How's that? As in, sell, we're selling. Uh, all right. I like that. All righty. So, so, so let's get into it. We have the dude. This brokerage account is so impossible to use. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I mean, every day. This show is brought to you by Interactive Brokers. We're not doing live options trades today, producer AV. Right. We're having outages. We're doing live options trades tomorrow. All right. The the promise that that we made at the top of the show is yesterday we did options 101. We said we're going to recap options 101, and then we're going to get into options 102. We're going to do a nice full options lesson. We're going to run through the math, make the live trades together, uh, follow up with the trades every single day on the show. We're having some outages. All right. So 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 just bear with me. Uh, we're we're, we're going to do the live options trades tomorrow. It's a guarantee. All right. Why are you having outages? I don't know why we're having outages. It's no fun. All right. I mean, I, I wonder if we even show up in the YouTube. Well, what's the title of the show today? What, what was our title of our video? I, I, it's just stock market live today. I took out Benzinga. Let's see. Unless someone put it back in. Let's see. We need to work with, we'll work with the uh, Jordan or someone will help us with the SEO. No, you don't need to work with Jordan. It's just putting the title. I did do a test, and we do show up if you look up Chegg stock. Yes, I would think so. People wouldn't know to look up Chegg stock is the problem. Yeah, so you know? it's like the top. No, I mean, I wouldn't. I mean, I wouldn't think that we'd show up. I mean, I wouldn't think they would look that up, Luke. Yeah, that's sort of what I'm saying too. Yeah. Yeah. So, Ron, you got to think about what people would look up. Like, think about why would someone just type in Chegg stock today, and you know what I mean? Within this one hour. Exactly. Rohan, are you there? Yeah, yeah, got it. You know, so like, like I don't know what they're all typing in, but like stock market live is what maybe they're typing popular. in li- live option trades. Maybe they are. I don't think so though. <laughs> um, I mean, they like to type in live financial. All right, how about tomorrow? Tomorrow, title it "How to Trade Options." Yeah, yeah. How we'll to do. trade options. 
that's that what it, we're going to deliver on tomorrow too. That is well, yeah, we'll, fo- we'll follow through with the option trades tomorrow. Yeah, that is a popular search in my in my when I'm seeing it. But yeah, the stock market live thing that you did help, it, it did help show up in the search too. You're right. Um, All right, Jason. Yeah, but before but before I hand it off to you, we, we've got a stock that we both own that we should talk about. The reporting earnings tomorrow, or I'm sorry, today after the close. Conference calls five o'clock, I think. Okay. Yeah. All right, you ready for this one? All right, and and I'm I'm so far this week I'm one for one with earnings plays. I bought Tiger Brokers. Talked about it on the show. Into earnings, stock is up fourteen percent. Wow, wow! I used to own this one. Holy cow! They, they, they're Jason. I, I, yes, I'm so bullish on brokerages. I, I made the whole pitch as like people are still trading. Yada yada. The reported Tiger Brokers reported revenue of eighty million versus a forty million dollar estimate. Wow! And do we have them? Do we have them as a customer yet? Ah, uh, yes, we do. Yep. Okay. There you go. Wait, look, I have a, I have a question about Tiger. Is it is it anyone can get it anywhere? Or is it just in China where people are trading like on the Chinese exchange? Uh, they have a brand called Moomoo, Moomoo Brokerage, which is for U.S. citizens. Uh, and then they also have invested in several other, you know, Robinhood type models in other countries. Okay. Because I know Webull is also run by a by a Chinese company. I don't know if they have like a parent owner type deal from a from a Chinese company. I don't know how all that works, but um, that's it's an interesting play because if, if if anything, if it's like the traffic here with the brokerages in China, then it's just a huge market, right? Yep. But all right, Jason, let's talk about Voyager. Similar space earnings coming out after the close today. Are, are you ready for this one? I'm ready. And can you update the ticker? It's VYGVF, uh, producer AB on the screen. Okay. So so, so I think that there's literally no way that Voyager misses the revenue estimate tonight. I think there's almost no way. So, so let me talk you through it. The revenue estimate is $47 million, okay? $47 million. That's the revenue estimate. In January, the company came out and they told us they made $8.6 million. And then in February, they made $20 million. So, so of that $47 million they need to make, they've already made 20, we already know that they made $29 million of it. So, so we need that, that last chunk of revenue. It's, it's about $18 million to come through in March. Okay? Right? That, that's, that's, that'll round out the quarter. So, so in February, they did $20 million of revenue. We only need them to do $18 million in March for the company to beat. And look at the March KPIs versus the February KPIs. March, $650 million deposits. February, $400 million deposits. March, 95,000 95, new funded accounts. February, 70,000 new funded accounts. March, 395,000 new users. Uh, February, 190,000 new users. And then March, uh, principal value traded 2.5 billion. February value traded 1.6 billion. So, so, so right now, analysts are forecasting March revenue to be lower than February revenue, and they beat on literally every single KPI by about 50% in the month of March versus the month of February. And that's why I'm so confident on this one, blowing out its sales estimate number. Got it. And it seems like it's the biggest no-brainer then with your math, with your math you did. Yeah. That's what I'm saying. Again, they only need to put up 18.2 million to beat their revenue estimate. Uh, that's lower than February, and every single KPI for for the month of March was higher than it was in February. Here, here's the table that the company put out in a previous PR. Wow. Okay. Yeah, I mean, it should be it should it should, it should, it should substantially then be and have a strong day tomorrow. Should. 
That's what I'm saying. All right. It's harder to speculate on the stock price, but but we know the stock prices are typically correlated with them beating beating revenue results. And I expect that they're going to beat that revenue result. I wouldn't disagree. I wouldn't disagree. You know, like so I got back into the stock for the sake of earnings. There's my I, trade. Did you get in big? It's a decent sized position. Yep. I think you're and then okay, check this out too. But wait, there's more. This is an infomercial. They offer Dogecoin. Look when Dogecoin kicked off. The Dogecoin rally kicked off in, in April, May. So the company is gonna come out and give us user numbers for April and May. They're one of the few platforms that offer Doge trading. Those April May user numbers are gonna be through the roof. The trading numbers are gonna be through the roof. You're not going to see that in the Q1 financials, but again, that's that's sort of the kicker if they want to come out and talk about April and May as well. Yeah, no, that's. I mean, I, I'm in Voyager pretty hard, so I don't like. I don't want to bias people, and I'm, you know, close yep. to the company, so I'm not saying a ton. Yep. But okay. I like. All I right, like, I like your. Anyways, like your there's my analysis. Yeah. I just dug through their PRs. I pulled up all the numbers out of their PRs, and that's why I'm expecting it to be a good quarter. All right. Yeah. Um, yeah. And by the way, so they finally did the article that I've been asking for, you know, for the sports content. I don't know if you saw it. 5,000 views. Woo! Which one was it? Here's how much money a $100 bet on Phil Mickelson to win the PGA Championship paid out. I had there had that go. one. I, I, we had the same idea on that, Raz. Yeah. I, I, it's, it's not – it's – Yes, you did a great job. It's actually Aaron's article, so great, great job doing it. It's something I've asked them to do daily, you know. Um, did Spencer end up getting any emails? I don't know, Spencer. Oh. Did you get any emails? <laughs> He's being annoying. He sent an email. He said. Any okay. happy birthday? No, did he get any happy birthday emails? He's on a call. He's on a call. Wait, when is Spencer's actual birthday? Did it already happen? Yeah, it was like in March. No, it's not. It was. It's in May, I think. It's, we're past his birthday. <laughs> it was several weeks ago. Oh yeah, you're right. It might be May. It might have been like the first week of May. Oh, he. Someone said that he replied to mine. Oh, look, it's good job, Spencer, replying to emails. He did. <laughs> he replied. It. Okay. Well, um. You know, um, he did reply. Okay, so he got one email, but he he's back. He doesn't respond back to other stuff. Um, wait, 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 Jason, Jason, can I show you the greatest Slack message I've ever gotten? Yeah. Okay. So 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 for context, Josh guys, wants to know what they should say to Spencer. Uh, uh, Spencer is going to be hosting a company wide meeting about managing your email. Okay. <laughs> look, look at the Slack message that I got. I just want to pull it off the snippet on the screen. Can you see that, or is it too small? Oh, I gotta share it. Okay. <laughs> can you can you read it? It might be too small. <laughs> I, I can, should I read it out loud? Yeah, go for it. So Andrew said, you going to let Spencer Israel teach the team how to filter their emails? That MF never responds, LMAO. <laughs> it's he's spot on too. Yep. <laughs> yep. What's the, what's the deal with E-Trade? We, we we need more help from Zinger Nation. 
When I Do talked it. to them last week, they basically they're like uh, every feature that we've shipped over like the past X period of time. Now that we have this Morgan Stanley deal, where it's being reviewed, we got to redocument everything. Yada yada, all new project on hold. We need Zinger Nation to show up for us. We need some juice. So what that means is Zinger Nation. You got to reach out to Morgan Stanley. You can go on LinkedIn, reach out to Heads. You got to reach out to E Trade. You know, yep. and say to Chris Larkin or whoever, we want Benzinga News because it's better, it's faster, it gives you train ideas, yada, yada. Then you send an email to powerhour at Benzinga.com, and we will send you Benzinga swag if you include your address and size. That's it. Simple. It should take you two minutes, and then we'll send you clothes, and you don't have to pay for them. We'll pay for them. We got brand new clothes. We got a whole wardrobe in our office being wait, waiting to ship out. Um, Kevin is, is, is written to E-Trade. I don't know. It, it, we're not, we're not getting through yet. So we gotta, um, we gotta figure out a way to get through. You know what I mean? Yep. Absolutely. Luke, your, your friend's missing in this chat. Which one? Internet enforcers. Oh, you're right. No internet enforcers today. I know. I think he's mad at you. All of, or me. All or, the text. Or producer AB. Producer AB probably. Um, it's a quiet day in here, but I like your trade. I I, I like it, and I we did and so, that. Yeah, and, and tomorrow is how to how to win trade options or how to. Yeah, we're doing, we're uh, going to just do how to trade options. How to trade options. We're going to do do options one hundred and one basic buying calls, buying puts. Then we're going to do options one hundred and two. We're going to do selling calls, selling puts. But okay. We could even market it as like a live webinar. So so because people. A lot of there's a lot of videos out there where people can watch how to trade options, but not a lot of places like Power Hour here where you can ask questions in the chat and then get us to answer them. Right? Are you are you around late tonight, producer AB? Oh yeah. All right. So if you'll be around late, then at, like after dinner tonight, let's just make a quick agenda for for our how to trade options tomorrow. And sounds good. And if you guys get an email from Spencer Israel, if you email him today and you should get an email and you show it to us, a screenshot, maybe you get swag too. Yep, Spencer, Spencer Israel Spencer at Benzinga.com. We'll throw uh, that in the chat real quick. Spencer Israel at Benzinga.com. If you get an email back from me, you send a screenshot to Power Hour Benzinga, then, um, you know, um, there you guys go. Um, cool. All right. I'm, I'm gonna, I got to get back to building, guys. I'm going to put the show get, in your trusty hands. technical starting up. All right, so Neil's maybe we're all just going to go hang out. Yeah. All right, guys, we delivered on ideas today. We brought on the Chegg CFO, super interesting business in the ed tech space. We talked about our Tiger Brokers trade winner on, on that one. Congratulations, guys. We talked about Coinbase up another 5.5%. We dumped half of our position. Then I showed you guys the one that I bought for the sake of earnings tonight. So, boom, there is the deal. James, you you don't know what you're saying to me. You're just saying, like uh, – Thank you for the good service and see if you're right Request back. a call. Request a call. <laughs> we yeah. hop on a 10-minute call. Yeah, James, you say, can we hop on a 10-minute call to discuss ideas you have for the yeah. shows? 10 That's minutes good. isn't enough for some good ideas. He need, James needs at least half an hour with Spencer. 15 minutes. Yeah. All right. 15 All right. minutes. All right. Peace. All right. Peace and love, love, guys. Happy trading. Bye-bye. At Parker, our purpose is simple. We want to make the world a better place by working more efficiently, by using more sustainable practices, by developing better technologies. We keep moving forward. 
With each new idea, innovation, and partnership, we're one step closer to fulfilling our purpose every single day. To find out more, visit parker.com slash purpose. Parker, engineering your success.